Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the The Louisiana Louisiana Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at laladies.info. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. Uh, this is Melissa. I am actually flying solo today as we are recording this episode over Zoom with another TPA friend of mine in my TPA tribe. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners that my real job is a third-party administrator <laughs> overseeing retirement plan compliance um, administration. It's no matter how I say it, it's like, that doesn't sound very fun. Um, But we have Mickey Murphy here with Blue Benefits Consulting. She is currently the president. Um, Thanks for being here, Mickey. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And as with all of my TBA tribe, I say my TBA tribe, you know, like I'm the leader, but with, you know. I, I can say that. I can say that it's my <laughs> podcast. But with all of our TBA tribe members, um, Mickey and I did meet at a conference years and years and years ago. Um, we have spoken together at conferences or facilitated, and uh, she's just become a friend of mine and also a really great person to know. Um, I will say that, and Mickey doesn't know I'm about to say this, but I think that Mickey is one of the most unselfish people I've ever met in my life and always thinks about others. I aspire to be like Mickey. If me and Katie Boyer Malloy talk about that, Mickey. We're like, oh my we'd be more like Mickey. I, I'm so honored. I am so honored. <laughs> Two of my favorite people. <laughs> so, okay. So Mickey, where, where are you based out of currently? I am based out of Carmel, Indiana. We have offices in three states. So I, but this is where I live and work out of here. Okay. And um, I like to kind of go way back. I mean, are you from Indiana? Oh, no. I landed in Indiana. Um, I was born an army brat. So I was born in Fort Riley, Kansas, and Mm -hmm. lived on both coasts before I was six. Wow. (laughs) You want to know? I had, as an adult, since I have been married to my husband, we have lived in 18 places. I have owned six, seven homes in six different states. And that's just since I was 35. But as a, as a kid, my dad was stationed in, um, so I was born in Kansas. We were stationed in Fort Ord, North Carolina, and then, I mean, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and then Fort Ord, California, before he retired and we moved to Miami. So I grew up mostly in Miami, Florida, and left there when I was halfway through college and moved okay. to, um, where were we? Tennessee. So okay. And then okay. just kept going. Is there a state that you haven't been to? Uh, I have two. I have not been to North Dakota. Okay. And somehow I missed Oklahoma. So I have to go visit Shannon Edwards. <laughs> right. I, I haven't been to either one of those states either, but I also haven't had as many houses and, and, and <laughs> been across the country. Okay. So how long have you been in Indiana? I've been here eight years. Eight years. Okay. And that's about how long you've been with Blue Benefits too? Yes. I I moved here to take that position. Okay. And you moved to Indiana from where? Uh, Philly. Philly. Okay. Okay. Short stint. Mickey, I'm going to be honest with you. Like the thought of moving just 
gives me panic attacks. I mean, my husband and I've had, we've had four houses, one, two, three. Yeah. We've had four houses. We've been married 17 years and it's like, and it's just me and him. I mean, and every time we move, I'm like, oh my, I'm never <laughs> again. I'm never ever relocating again. We're just going to have to deal with this house. So um, that's impressive. And you still have your sanity. Uh, that's questionable, but <laughs> we'll just say yes. <laughs> okay. So, and again, like most of the TPAs, you kind of landed in TPA land, right? What were, you, what were you thinking you were going to do when you were uh, when I landed, I, I, well, when I started doing this, I was working as a temp, um, and just was hired to help do this massive project where I was typing stuff on statements and helping this woman get that done. And then they asked me to stay. I had intended, I had been to Florida state for two years and okay. had left because my parents had moved to Memphis, Tennessee. And I, I told them, no, I wasn't going there because all they had was barbecue and men named Bubba and Budweiser beer. So I wasn't going to go. I thought I was going to stay in Miami with my jazz clubs and things. And a year later, I was, you know, 20 years old and thought, well, maybe I'll be there by Christmas. So I did. I packed up and moved to Memphis and thought I would go to work for, as a temp and then in the fall go to um, go to school at University of Tennessee. But I never got there because I was hired by a bank and they had as a temp. And then they said, hey, can you do this thing? And they kind of put me in this back room with this huge band printer with a cover on it. And somehow I just took to this weird job that they gave me to do, doing allocations for retirement plans, which I had no idea what it was, but there was somebody willing to tell me. And um, all these years later, I'm still in the same business, even though I worked for different or you know different types of organizations besides banks and TPAs and record keeping companies and that so I've been in all different environments but anyway that's I ended up with this career and it has enabled me to move all over the place and be in all these <laughs> different environments pick up my laptop and move during COVID so yeah it's been it's been a Nothing that I would have ever planned. Nobody plans right. to go in this business. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I didn't plan this either. I went back to school to get my CPA license and <laughs> they were like, well, we need work. We need help. And the CPA firm that I'm a division of was like, well, we need, um, we need some help in our 401k department. I was like, okay, cool. I need a job. I have no idea what I'm doing. None. <laughs> you know, but I think it's interesting. I, I will say this and I'd be curious to know, I don't actually have data to back this up, but you know, there's, there are CPAs, you know, you are, you're, um, what word did you use earlier? When we were, we're, we're attached to it's a we're attached sister to. entity. Yeah. Okay. So we call ourselves a division, but maybe we're a sister entity to Falk and Winkler, the CPA firm. I find that, you know, CPAs might stay in accounting, but they don't really stay in the same type of CPA work. You know, there's, they will leave public and go into industry. <laughs> and I would, I would almost bet that there is a higher percentage of CPAs that do that than TPAs that leave the TPA industry. Because I feel like once you get into the TPA industry, you've worked really hard to learn all <laughs> these things and you don't yep. want to learn anything else. It's always changing, which the CPA world is changing too. Yeah. Um, 
but you end up making so many friends along the way. And it's just, it's an, it's a specialty. I kind of, no offense to tax CPAs. I couldn't do that, but like, it's really neat to have this special type of um, expertise, experience, knowledge, all those things, you know? Yeah, it really, it really is a niche industry. And they're, especially for folks like you and me who know the whole, the whole spectrum. Here's, you know, we, we can cover anything from soup to nuts. Those are so few and far between anymore because everything's become so, um, um, oh, I can't think of it, siloed. Siloed. I was about to say, yeah, siloed. Yeah. yeah. And that, that there are many people out there who, who have one special piece of it that they do. So for, for those of us who have seen the whole spectrum and understand, have a big picture of it, um, I, I think it's really fun just because I get to see so many different types of businesses and what they do and, and help people with uh, their, what they want to do for retirement in a whole bunch of different environments, everything from a dentist to, you know, I've got quarry clients and you know, just all kinds of different things. And I just have a blast going and asking people, well, tell me about your business. And they get so excited. They're, oh, let me walk you around and show you what we do. That's, that's my favorite question to ask I, the client. I feel like that's sales tip number one, even though I don't know if I would say I'm a salesperson, but like <laughs> you ask somebody about their business, I'm always like, go in do a little research, but literally sometimes I don't even do research. Sometimes I go in, I'm very candid and I'm like, I'm not hundred percent sure what you do. Um, and I think part of the reason why you and I kind of run the gamut in terms of what we are abilities and what we can do is because we have to, okay, because we have, you know, I would say I'm a smaller TPA shop. And when you're a smaller TPA shop, you really, in my opinion, I can't necessarily corner myself into just one area that we're going to be able to work in. You know, I know like, some TBAs don't do certain types of plans. And, and I, you know, I, 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 we do the, we do the types of plans, mainly defined contribution that we're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but also know, you know, mergers and acquisitions have been a big thing recently. And I know those damn rules more than <laughs> I ever, like somebody called me and when I told him what they needed to do, he goes, God, Melissa, how long did it take you to learn that? And I was like, it's cause I had to, you know, like yeah, yeah. always lose that. Cause we, probably like you, Mickey, most of my day is spent problem solving and, and consulting. I'm not actually yep. doing any of the administration anymore, nor does my, my team doesn't want me to touch. It, same here. Software. They just, I, I know even if I can't see them, their eyes are rolling. If I have to see it before it goes out the door. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> and then I'll like do it and I do it like 30%. And I'm like, can you pick it up from here? You know, I'm out of time. I oh, you're phone. making me feel so good. <laughs> oh, no, Mickey, I'll tell you this. No, this is probably no interest to our listeners, but I mean, I am like, I will get in the trenches with the team, right? I will be like, hey, we're behind. I can do this. I can do this in my you're sleep. Like, please don't, please yeah. don't touch and it. And they're like, okay, did you reconcile the census? And I'm like, yeah, I did. They're like, where did you save it? And I was like, um, I imported it. Right. <laughs> I'm like work paper, smirk paper. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I, I save all my stuff. I just, you know, they, they, th- I think that's why you have really good people. And I have really great people working on our team Same uh, that like to do the nuts and bolts and don't necessarily want to do the consulting. I think that's ultimately what makes a great team. And that's ultimately what makes a great yeah. team practice like you. Okay. So um, you said you took a year off. Um, yep. I had a baby. Okay. Yep. He's 35 now. I shouldn't even say it like that anymore. Um, 
And so I, I quit work and stayed home with him. I was fortunate enough to do that. And I had decided well, I had enough of the deadlines. I wasn't going back to, to that. Uh, so I went back to school full time to finish my degree at Memphis State. And I went back to work half time. So I was working. I had a 10 month old baby. I was going to class from seven to 12 and working from 12 to five. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Finished my degree in two and a half years doing that. What degree uh, did you What degree did you obtain? Business management. Okay. And um, that that was it. My son was actually at my my uh, walk for my graduation, and uh, he doesn't remember it. He was little, but he was there. Yeah, that was important. That, that's awesome. That's great that you went yeah. back. Do you think back on that time and literally go, "I have no idea how I did that." Absolutely. And, and I remember, cause I would go, I would get up and I did this like two days a week with him before, before I went back to work part-time, I had him at, uh, in, in Memphis, a very Southern things, Mother's Day out. Do you have Mother's Day out down there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, I mean, mean, I don't have any children, but I know I'm, that. Right. <laughs> well, usually they have like signs out in front of the yeah. church or whatever. So the church does a daycare. So it might be from 10 to two and, and you bring a little lunch for your kid, right? So I, I did that three days a week. So I would take him to Mother's Day out, go to my classes and come back. And then I, you know, it was just nuts until I started working part-time on top of it. And then I, ha- I had daycare, but I would go from seven to 12 and then 12 to five and then come home, feed him, put him to bed and study. Mm-hmm. And I had thought I would do engineering at one point in a third there's just no way in hell I was going to do the lab work and all the work that went with it. So I went, I, I can read and remember <laughs> doing business management. Yeah. I tried the engineering route too. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. This sounds, this is terrible. Honestly. Okay. Missy, we need to sit and have drinks some night and talk about <laughs> oh, this because you're just right on the same track. <laughs> hey, Mickey, the reason why we didn't get to talk about this last year is because we were too much under pressure to get our Yes. <laughs> Yeah, nobody knows this. I'll tell the story really quick. So Mickey and I, it was like a four group presentation. We did at ASA annual. So we got to work together, but man, we were down to the wire getting that. Well, I, I was down to the wire. Yeah. By the time it was said and done, I think Mickey and I were both just so exhausted, you know, that we, we were like, oh, okay. We don't well, that is, it was exhausting. Doing, we did four sessions in one day, either speaking or facilitating. Yeah. And and then all the people. So I'm usually peopled out anyway. Well, but. and I was like, oh my gosh, we've been in this room for like for the whole hours. day. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but it was fun. So um, okay. So um what do you and your husband like? What do your family, what do y'all like to do for fun if you ever can get away from you know not working? Um, so I don't know if you know this, my husband's a pastor. Okay. Um so he, our last move was 18 months ago to this little town it's of 30,000 people, Marion, so that he could take a position with a church here, um, small congregation. And he had not had a, a church for a while. Um, so I'd forgotten how much work it is to be a pastor's wife. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So like, that's why I, I mentioned to you, I had been involved with or maybe it was somebody else. Anyway, from Friday about noon until nine o'clock Sunday night, I was totally involved with multiple people things, 
that were church related. And it's just the timing of it. So a lot of times um, I'm, I'm losing anything that doesn't involve other people. <laughs> this weekend, we're going away to the Tulip Festival in Holland, Michigan. So oh, yeah, that's, we haven't had a little break for a while. Yeah. But, so, so as a pastor, okay, I'm a little ignorant to how that life works. Is mm-hmm. he, that, okay, stupid question. I mean, that's his full-time job, right? It is actually, it's a, it is, it is, it's his halftime. It's a halftime position. Okay. So, but that's just like, they call it that. <laughs> You're okay. not a halftime pastor. Um, so yeah, he's, it's a, like I said, a small congregation. It's an Anglican church. So they call it a vicar because it's a smaller church, which delights us because he's the vicar in Marion. Okay. And it sounds very British. Yes, um, it does. I like that. But it's, a, he, he actually does. There's, there's, you know, it's not large enough to have a church secretary and all that. So he does, puts the bulletins together, grabs the music and from the musicians and does all that and does the services, visitation, you know, any people, any people stuff that's his, but he's also, um, a, has a doctorate in historical theology. So he does a bunch of heady stuff with other people, Greek and things like that. So. Oh, wow. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I ask is, you know, so South or Catholic and that's just the, the oh, there are many wives. <laughs> well, no, 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 the Catholic church, no wives. <laughs> right. There aren't any wives. And the reason I asked if he was, um, actually though, we did, I, I had, I went to a Catholic high school here and we had a teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was an Episcopalian. I hope I'm not getting this wrong, Laura. I probably should. No, that's right. He was an Episcopalian priest. Priest. Mm-hmm. So he was married. Call it, we call it priest too. Yeah. Okay. And because he was an Episcopalian priest, and then he changed to Catholicism, he is now a married priest in the Catholic religion. It's I hard. Had, yeah. I had a good friend of mine. Um, who I hadn't talked to since we had graduated from college. And when this happened with this teacher, he called me and he's like, is this real? <laughs> so, uh, but, and the reason why I was saying that is because, you know, when we have the pastors in the Catholic church, that's their, the being the, being a priest is right. their time job, right. unless they're a deacon like JJ McKinney, who we had on and he was kind of explaining how that oh, works. So that's why I asked yeah. if I was, if, if it was a full-time job, it, so they call it a half-time, but it's really, the amount of work is really equivalent to full-time. Am I getting that right? It, it, yeah, it gets there sometimes, but it also gives them some flexibility. But um, so we do, we, we do some things together. One of the things we have done together over the years is mentoring couples who are preparing to get married, Love which that. is just the, the joy of my life. I, I love doing it. We're working with a couple right now and they're we meet with them for months and months and just talk about all the stuff that nobody ever talks to you about before you get married. Um, you know, I, my husband and I have both been married before we met. So we were divorced before we met and just immediately start talking about what, it, what were the things that we didn't do right to begin with. And I, I don't think that happens very often either. Usually people just, you know, it's all chemistry. We fall in love and then we hope everything works out. Okay. And what do you, what do you mean in your family? People don't talk when they get mad in mind, they scream at each other. You know, it's just yeah. all those things that you do differently and have to get used to. You can try I, to talk uh, about it front. 
I was, I kind of joke and it's really not necessarily a joke. It's pretty true. You know, that marriage is interesting to me, right? So it's, you know, typically you're right, chemistry or you fall in love with someone and then you get married and then you're like, okay, wait, we definitely were brought up two different ways, you know, because those <laughs> two people are the same. And, and actually I, my husband and I, we dated for about five years before we got married. And after we got married, uh, and we were, you know, moved in together, obviously, after we got married, I was like, oh my God, there are so many things I don't know about you. And we have been together <laughs> for five years, you know, like quirky little things. Cause we, we just hadn't lived together before then we were pretty young. So we were right out of college. Um, and we both stayed at home so we could save a whole bunch of money, but like, it's, it's interesting to me sometimes, especially when you have those tough times in marriage, you know, yep. that it's, I, I used to, you know, I feel like in your, and this is just my personal experience, but you know, in your first year or so, like, I don't know, it's not marital bliss, but there's not, you know, it's, it's depending on your age, depending on if you were yeah. married before, obviously. So for me personally, it was more like I was teaching. That's what I wanted to do. My husband was working. And then it's like, as time goes on, you know, things change, circumstances change, life throws you some challenges. I think being married is really cool to have that person in your life, but it's mm -hmm. also, it's work and it can be work. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, first of all, if you never, if you never had that chemistry, the way that some people do to fall back on, it makes it really hard to go through the, that work part of it, or to yeah. even realize that, oh, you know, I really should be more generous with myself on this. Um, because I'm not perfect. Right. You know, we don't realize that about ourselves. No, well, I, I, I don't do things just right I mean, all the time. My, Sometimes my, I'm kind of mean. Yeah. And I'm like, my husband should be lucky that I'm married to him. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> he should wake up every day and be nothing but grateful. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, I am not a morning person. That is just when my son was eight, he actually made up a poem about it. Um, I still remember it. So I didn't let Joe eat breakfast with me basically for 15 years because <laughs> I'm, I wasn't nice. I had these things I had to do. I also, at one point when we were in the Chicago area, I drew, had to drive almost two hours to get to work because the oh, traffic gosh. was so, so I was just always, it's, there was no flex time. You know, you, you showed up at the bank at eight o'clock or you were late. So I was just like, get out of my way. Do not talk to me. Do, why are you frying sausage in my way in the kitchen? I have to smell it. I need to, you know, it was just always. <laughs> I'm going to smell like sausage when I leave the house. <laughs> I don't want to get me out of here. And he would mess like, up my to talk one. to me. <laughs> you want to hug me and he'd mess up my hair, or, you know, whatever. Just get out of my way. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Stop. Yeah. So it's, well, you, you learn things like that about how, how do you, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? He just got out of my way. Fortunately, he still liked me. <laughs> yeah. Life changed. Flex time happened. And all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee. Sit down. Uh, I always say that actually my husband is the better half, literally, because he <laughs> has to put, I mean, I am a type A personality. I can be a little bit of a control freak, you know, I'm overly ambitious at times. And so, you know, I think that, I think opposites attract for sure. Uh, Cause it's not that he's not ambitious. He's just not, I'm like kind of amped up all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. I will admit my husband has told me, uh, 
once or twice. Stop managing me. <laughs> oh, I do that all day long for everybody else. I'm sorry I'm doing that at home. <laughs> Patrick, did you hear that? Patrick's going to love that when he listens. To <laughs> he has said that the same thing to me. And he was right. He was right. He oh, absolutely. Face. He was, a, I was like, oh, God, you're right. I'm doing, I'm doing it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like a subconscious, you know, and I, I kind of joke with people that and since I've been in management and leadership, I don't know if I, I, I kind of sometimes think, oh my God, when I was an intern here, <laughs> somebody just something to do and I did it. And somebody just gave me something to do and I did it. I kind of think about those days, but then the reality is that, you know, it's leadership is kind of ingrained in me as I'm sure it is in you. And it's like, you just don't even think about it, you know? Um, yeah. So I kind of wanted to talk if you would share, because I don't think you started at Blue Benefits as the president. No, that consult. So how, what was your path to get there? I, I, so being attached to an accounting firm, the TPA practice was also run as if it were an accounting firm. Um, I came on as a senior manager, which in an accounting firm is like the highest thing you can be other than a partner or okay. whatever they choose to call it, if it's an LLC, right? Yeah, Sim similar, um, kind of similar here. We have a director position that puts- We have, the yeah, those, but similar. But they, well, so they they, they co-opted the word director for the, the partners at this firm. Gotcha. Yeah, so we have some firms, yeah, we have some firms <clears throat> that do that too, yeah. Yeah, I was the, I was in the same type of a role with another CPA firm and I was a director there because that was next to partner. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So, so I was hired in as that, but I was essentially running the practice when I came in. So, um, there, there was a woman who was president at, for, since this practice started 30 years ago, she hasn't had anything to do with it for a long time. Yeah. So essentially last, um, time that I met with my managing partner, I said, I checked the bylaws and there's nothing that says you have to be an owner. Um, is there anything that's holding you back from making me president? And he said, oh, no. Well, it's something we would have to vote on. And I said, oh, it's really important to my group because there had never been anybody who wasn't a CPA uh, named as president. And there hadn't been anybody who was leading other than me. So my my team didn't even see my managing partner, a lot of most of them had never met him. And they certainly didn't see the woman who was the named president. Um, so in November, it apparently was a unanimous yes among the partners at their director's meeting. And uh, I was made president December 1st. So sometimes you just have to ask for it because I don't think it would have ever occurred to them to do it. So what a life lesson for our listeners with that. Like, so your some, mouth is hanging open. <laughs> it is. Well, because I'm trying to think about it. Like, there's so many things I could say. I could be like, like throw some cuss words out and be like, you know, pump you up, Nikki. But, but truthfully, I, I think there's a couple of things to kind of like unpack from that. Right. So I would think that it took you a little bit of thought and maybe, I mean, definitely some courage to even approach that, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I can't imagine you woke up one day and you were like, it's 5 a.m. I'm going to go ask if I can be president of Blue Benefit. No, it's so, 
for two years in a row, I had been asked to write the president's report so it could be delivered at the director's meeting. Mm. The second time I was not, I was not happy that I was doing this again. And um, it just didn't make sense to me what the, the person in that role didn't have the information to do it. And yet she was being asked to deliver it. And I would, I had been running the practice on my own without it, you know, anything more than an annual, Hey, okay, everything's going. Okay. A couple questions. And you know, that was, that's it. It just, so I was obviously trusted to do the job. I was doing the job. I was doing okay. And I, I knew that. So yeah, I was, what I wanted to do is go, <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. Like, but this seems Captain Obvious to me. What's going on? What is is everybody else thinking? Right. (laughs) But, but I knew also in the minds of the the people that have responsibility for this, you know, who own the company, the practice, trusted me to do my job, and that, and and particularly one person that was his his biggest compliment is that he never called me. That was in his mind, yet I'm going like, it'd be kind of nice if somebody said, hey, you're doing okay, girl. Yeah. So it's like, just like, me and you probably don't need a lot of pats on the back, but one every once but in like, a while. Yeah, more than once a year. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it, it took me a little while. After I had the first conversation with him, at, it was during my review period that he just kind of like, well, you know, it's just... It's not really something we do as accountants. I said, well, here's the reasons it's important to me and to my team, because they right now they don't see that there's any succession. There's no, you know, they they don't know the people who are above us. And it would make a big deal for them to know that I'm not an accountant, I'm not a CPA, and yet I'm recognized as the leader of this. Besides that, the people that we work with outside of the accounting world don't know what a senior manager is. I could be at Walmart. They know what a president is and that it changes their perception of what I do I for the, the, the practice and my credibility. So I said, oh, yeah, you know, okay, well, I have this one question that we need to answer. And so I got him the answer for that and it had to do with the way we were running something and this other women still had to sign. And I didn't hear anything. So now, you know, after a little while, I'm getting like, <laughs> my husband's going, just chill, just chill. So it did, it, it did take me some time to figure out how do I, how do I present this so that I don't sound like I'm just the mean girl who's not getting what she wants and whatever. So I did the research on it, went and looked at our bylaws. If there was something there that said I had to be an owner, then that would have been just, okay, here's the reason, but you could call me something else. We could do that. You know, but, but I had to decide what it was, what is it, what was it I really wanted and what it was, was I wanted to be recognized for doing the job that I'm doing with the title that people outside of the firm recognize. Because I, I even had had a partner introduce me as Mickey's the president of Blue Benefits. I wanted to go, no, I'm not. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I do the job, but nobody calls me that. So how did I present it? Okay, what, what am I doing or what am I not doing that won't let you make me? Well, there wasn't anything. I just 
it just never occurred to anybody. Never thought about it. Never thought about it. Yeah. And that, and look, and I will say this, and I'm not knocking CPA firms. Most of them are very traditional in nature with a very traditional type of career path. Yep. Um, you know, I am fortunate ours sees the value in the niche that we have in the TPA practice, but, um, I also think that I think your situation is probably not unique and it's probably not unique to females in business. Um, I'm not trying to be mean. I just think that it's not unique. Right. And so sometimes I'm not saying this is right, but sometimes you will not get what you deserve unless you ask for it. I think that's the case kind of across the board yeah. though, where it's, and and for women in particular, because we have to we have to we've, be empowered to do that. We think too that okay, if I'm if I'm doing what I'm asked to do all the time, and I work hard, um, they're giving me raises every year, so I know that they know that I'm doing my job, but they'll recognize me. Well, they especially if you're you know, if plowing the way where there hasn't been one before, they may not ever think about it. Yeah. Oh, and and. And then if you're working with somebody who only ever thinks about that at review time, because that's what the whole business does across the board, they're not going to think about making changes unless you say, hey, it's time. And I've, it's not the first time I have done that. This is the first time I've done this particular thing, but I've had to go and say, you, you promised me this money and you never gave it to me. It's time. And you owe me back money. Oh, Oh yeah, I can make that happen. So, I mean, it's just, but if you don't speak up, you'll I'm, never know. You'll, you'll never, never know. know. And I'm also guilty of, of just all the stuff happening and not remembering to do something for somebody. And yes. it's, I am so grateful when somebody will say to me, Hey, we talked about this. Oh, we sure did. I'm so sorry. I'd much rather have somebody approach me. Well, and that's where I think that honestly, what's the worst that could have happened? You know, they could have said, no, Mickey, you know, this is, this is what right. we believe. And then you would have either had to make a decision at that particular point. But I just think that I'm not a settler and I never, if I talk to another female in business that's settling, man, I get on my, like, we are not settling, you know? Yeah. And if people don't view you the way that you view your, the way that you view yourself, it's probably not the best fit right now. I yep. think just most people can't just like walk out the door and not have a job. You know, you there's there's that's why I was saying it was, it's a processing type thing. Yeah. And I mean, women really are bad about undervaluing what they what they do for a firm. And I just think that um, again, Patrick makes fun of me want to say this, but women are really good business owners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that men aren't, but that women are really good business owners. We bring a different perspective. We see a different side of things. And um, I'm really proud of you for doing that, Mickey. I think that that's definitely inspirational to a lot of our listeners and a lot of, um, I think that story, even though you kind of said, well, I asked, I, mean, you know, I, I know that it took a lot for you to do that. And I think that that story can really pave the way for young women, you know, looking to advance in their career path. Thank you. Uh, the one thing that I've had problem with is that I, I think I've kind of devalued that in some ways, because I had to ask for it. Because even though I I know I had to be kind of badass to do that, right? When somebody who says, congratulations on being made president, I'm like, yeah, well, I had to ask for it. And somebody, it took somebody saying to me, would you quit that? Yeah, yeah. You did it. You did it. You went and got it. So why I, are you doing that? Because I, I 
it, it's still that thing with, well, I had to ask, why didn't they notice and why didn't they do it? That, yep. <laughs> it's, stop. <laughs> I, I think it's actually more empowering that you did ask. And so, I mean, I kind of do that too. I think that's just like, we almost do that subconsciously. Like people are like, wow, you were a teacher and now you're a CPA and a partner at a CPA firm. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, but we see like, like wearing it as a bad. And then I'm like, wait, I did go back to school for two and a half years. I did pass one of the hardest exams in the country. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean, but I also like, for me, when I put my mind to something, I'm typically going to do it, right? If I'm going to run a half marathon, I'm going to run a half marathon, you know, and stuff like that. So anyway, Mickey, the sake of time, because we uh, just let our listeners know, Mickey, to record another podcast before this, and she is a busy, busy lady, uh, lots of things to do. Um, I really appreciate you being here with me and honestly getting to know you better yeah we're usually talking about retirement plans it's fun yeah. talking about something and I didn't get to ask you any questions so we'll uh like I say we will have to have a drink when we're sometime oh I'm, at I'm, the sending same a, I'm sending a follow-up email after this okay we're gonna have to schedule <laughs> time so anyway thank you Mickey um you guys can check out her website say the website again Mickey it is uh bluebenefitsonline.com okay Well, I really appreciate your time. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and that y'all have a good week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.